What's poppin' and welcome back to Popcorn with Cholo City Iron, your stop for all things pop. And this is a mini-sode where we talk about stuff that can't just wait till the main episode. So here today with me is the returning Aliyah Rojo. Hi. And she's brought a sister. <laughs> Hello, Anani. Hi. And we have a new co-host on the pod squad as well. I've been asking him to go on the pod for a bit na, because I see a lot of his Twitter reviews and analyses and they're also good. So let's all welcome Denny. Hi. Hello. So go follow him on Twitter. Ang dami niyang magandang reviews and letterbox as well. So what are we talking about today, guys? We're talking about Parasite, the movie. Mm. I mean, we can't not skip that discussion over here. But before that, um, we didn't have a main episode this week, so we have some popcorns for you. So first, medyo late na tayo sa discussion na to, but of course, there was this whole Marvel versus Sony or Disney versus Sony debacle that happened a few days back. So, yun, in an unprecedented announcement. Well, yes, in English, oh. it was announced that Spider-Man... The Tom Holland version will no longer be a part of the MCU after a fallout between Sony and Disney in terms of money, basically. So, because Spider-Man Far From Home is the highest grossing Sony Pictures film to date with $1.1 billion worldwide. And of course, Disney wants the money. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Disney is getting 5% of the gross with their partnership. At the same time, getting all the royalties for the merch and everything. But... In their renew, parang in their talks to renew their partnership, they were wanting 50-50. So, what's your take? Is it a yes, a sad, a sad, or a pass? Um, I don't know the. I'm not quite sure. I guess of those four, I'm closest to a sax because I'm gen like I'm generally ambivalent towards Spider-Man. Though if I had to pick a side, I would be pro Sony because Disney doesn't need any more money and Sony has made the actual best Spider-Man film we've seen Spider-Verse mm-hmm. I'm generally pro Sony in this debate yeah I, I agree I, I think for me I would say I would call it a sad because um, Sony here is just trying to get the cut since they have the original rights as a lawyer in no! training <laughs> no <laughs> they, they have the rights and they were able to produce really good um, previous Spider-Man movies and then I read an article that it was because of the Andrew Garfield oh my god I'm so sorry Andrew I love you but you know it was because of his franchise that sort of Sony had to make arrangements to revamp the Spider-Man franchise because it didn't do so well with Andrew and with Tom it, it it hit so well I think now they just want and, and since Disney's just getting 5% they want a better cut but I think Sony deserves it naman din naman. so I think they they should I know like I feel bad then that Disney pulled the public card. Na they told the public na Sony wants to pull Spider-Man mm-hmm. out. So I know I feel bad for Sony because I feel like they deserve the money to get more of the cut rather than Disney. I agree with Denny na parang na yun, Disney makes too much money anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a general consensus regard in regards to this. Na they're really on the side of Sony, especially the Disney. It's very scary how Disney has a lot of. Um, companies under them already. Like I remember, there was a thread that Disney started because Disney Plus was coming out. Then the whole thread was all of the things un- underneath them, like The Simpsons, like 
um, very Disney Junior lahat, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, and it, some people were like, oh, this is such good marketing. It's so impressive that they would have that. But it's kind of scary how many they've already had. So it just shows na people are very um, blind minsan at Disney's power yeah. that's already here. So it's probably becoming like an sense. industry monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's really it slow. Already, it already is 60%, I think, of yeah. the market is Disney. Already Disney. Yeah. Like, For me, yeah. it's a sax also. For one, I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. Nah, you know, Disney owns a lot. Like me, they own me. <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know. <laughs> I'm wearing a Buzz Lightyear jacket as we speak. <laughs> but um, I agree. I mean, it makes sense. Nah, you know, the public thing was sort of like a PR tactic to get Sony to budge and to agree to the deal. Pero I mean, as much as I love Disney and everything they put out, like legit, I love them. I, they own me. <laughs> I think fifty-fifty is putting it. Parang it's I don't know. It's too much. Parang five percent to fifty percent sounds like someone we know, Aliyah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not gonna sp- spill that on this pod because it's not tea that should be spilled. Okay. But um, what's this? But siguro. A 25% cut versus a 50% cut might be better compared to 5 to 50. I think it's a better compromise. Yeah. yeah. And I feel it's a sucks for me because I feel like it's just like, you know, the internet is saying it's just yeah. a fight between mommy and daddy and yeah. it will all be resolved soon. Yeah. And I don't think either side really wants to give up yeah, the partnership anyway. So. Mm. It's too successful. Yeah, and I they mean, know how it's a big, it is you know. Now. I don't think Tom Holland as Spider Man would have been successful without Sony and without Disney so they just all have to figure it out and I think they will they should they should <laughs> they I mean, should wala pang announcements or anything it's still developing negotiations I feel what do you think Ali? attorney Ali? what the <laughs> yeah I hope they resolve it talaga and I hope na maging fair and equitable yung magiging resolution nila <laughs> I think for the best of all parties and the public they will probably go for it so yeah, that's the Spider-Man Disney thing. I think Denny wanted to say something else, Kanina, about mm. like this whole Disney putting out. Oh, um, well, I mean, the whole Spider-Man thing is just another... I mean, it was touched on already, Kanina, about how Disney owns so much of the entertainment we consume. They own like 60% of the market, especially after they bought Fox. Yeah. So that's um, frightening, especially because of Disney's sorry this is getting really technical but Disney's marketing really strategy has always been about releasing a ver- very few movies but having all of them make like a billion dollars mm-hmm. so just as a person who is who thinks it's best when we're releasing a lot of movies that is a frightening prospect for me so it's just something I just keep in mind every time I watch Disney though I will still roll out for all the Marvel movies because I'm there I'm, my, I'm, I'm a mild everywhere. hypocrite yes yes aren't we all <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is our first popcorn Marvel vs. Sony Spidey out of the MCU question mark question mark Peter Tingle so next it's pretty sad news so this is automatically a sad so Indeed. we'd like to um, pay our respects to Miss Gina Lopez who passed away last Monday um, she died due to multiple organ failure and brain cancer, and she was 65. Miss um, Gina was the founder of Bantay Bata, Bantay Kalikasan. She was a former environment secretary. Sabi nila, she's 
one of the lights in this administration in the beginning and she was and you know she's just an advocate for the environment like she put out Kapit Bisig Pala sa Pasig No to Mining in Palawan reforestation of La Mesa Watershed and her TV show G Diary so it's all you know impact the impact she put out for me of course this is a sad I mean it's the good people <laughs> that die first talaga <laughs> She was great. I mean, she had a lot of. Uh, she was really firm with her environmental advocacies, and even though the administration um, really wanted to break it, like they really wanted the market to uh, continue mining and tried to find loopholes, she was really steadfast. And even though you know they, she she had to, they, she, you know, they didn't make her stay. Um, I think she still continued her advocacy, even if she didn't have the position as you know environment secretary now. So yeah. Yeah, very sad. It's always, I mean, especially in these times when, like, the environment and anything about the environment is just frightening and anxiety-inducing. It's always sad when we lose someone who uh, had strong advocacies and really had a strong sense of uh, what we needed to where we needed to go, especially in 2019 when Mm -hmm. everything about the environment is just scary. Yeah, similarly, it's a very sad moment, especially. I remember there was a, like a moment where they recalled one of the things that she did, in which she was in the I think she was in the conference. I think talking to Senator Stapo, she put up her anti-mining stance, and then someone tried to combat her. But then she like combat in the sense that don't you have so many mining companies already? And then just that's just that instance showed how much. Um, how firm she was now in her beliefs and how she wanted she was really one of yeah, the good people who wanted change talaga. and it's just see, so sad to see someone with that kind of um, grit kind of go so quickly I guess truly I mean I agree I mean obviously she is one of the she was one of the lights in this dark dark world and you know being na naging part of the this administration siya. and you know all the issues that ha- are happening right now with the um nagpapalay sila ng mga convicted mayors <coughs> the transgender in the banyo mm-hmm. all those issues parang to have someone like her it was nice and yun it's just really sad and i mean she's in a better place obviously <laughs> because <laughs> yeah and I, rem- I remember that uh, no, I remember that I believe I can fly moment when she was singing I believe I can fly that was so parang yes. given her privilege pa, as a Lopez she used her privilege for the good mm-hmm. of the country of the environment of everything so kudos to you Miss Gina rest, may you rest in peace may your may your soul get eternal repose tama ba yun? <laughs> <Naging party na. laughs> so next <laughs> I, may eternal repose be granted on your soul Ganon. <laughs> okay I'm gonna stop <laughs> so next bad, uh, back to good news hello love goodbye is apparently the highest grossing Filipino movie of all time yes. it reached um According to Dren, kasi, who's supposed to be here, unfortunately he got sick, and Rina as well, so get well soon to you guys. Uh, Hello Love Goodbye has now gotten a gross of 838,514,653.70 oh. cents 
pesos worldwide Insane. as of August 23. So congrats to you guys. I congrats Kat then and Direct Kathy. Yes. This is the third episode we're talking about this but I can't stop and I won't stop. <laughs> So congrats! It's a yes. It's I mean, a yes for sure. Good for Filipino cinema. It breaks the norms. It breaks They're the love good. team. Exactly. Love team formula at least. It proves na it can work, and yeah. the audience are willing to take in newer ideas and concepts and combinations. Mm-hmm. Exciting times. So it's a yes. 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 Okay, it's a yes for everyone. And lastly, <laughs> we can't not talk about it as well. Carly freaking Slay oh my God. Ray Jepsen is coming back to Manila yes. this October 23rd for the dedicated tour at the New Frontier Theater. This sounds like an ad. Well, it kind of is because we love her so much. Yes, she deserves She deserves it. And it's a super yes. Yes. Honestly, honestly <laughs> the, the best, most interesting pop artist we have working be grateful that she's still putting out albums. Yes, be grateful that she has decided to grace her presence yes. here in the, yeah. in the Philippines. Yeah. I God. mean, I was able to watch her emotion yeah. tour here when nobody was standing mm. emotion oh, yeah. as much. And I was already on that. I was, I I was, was there. That, I was in that building. I was on that train. I was <laughs> in that building. But not the whole, yeah, not, not yeah. as yeah. widespread emotion yeah, yeah. standing. But to those who just... I said this on Facebook and everywhere this yeah. week because fourth anniversary na ng emotion and so it's good. a yes obviously but um, you know people who just like cancel her as the person who just sang call me maybe like seriously go listen to emotion and dedicated yes. and go get your chance on October 23rd because and a short word on call me maybe it's good yeah, it, <laughs> it is, is. It's good. Yeah. why are we like thinking think, it's not I think I think it's the connotation as a one yeah. hit yeah. wonder thing and, and the video that that happened with the lip syncing and everyone was in the lip syncing yeah I think because it became like a trend yeah. where people lip syncing it so everyone yeah. just thought that this was just yeah. fat but when you listen to it again like it's seven years old, it's still good like it when the drums well. kick in yeah I mean age as well I memorize it yeah. not <laughs> don't we all <laughs> not, don't we all so yeah um, go listen to all these Carly Rae songs they're yes. all good as a late yeah. bloomer I can attest that you know the songs have aged well, and even till now, mm. you can still really after four it. years. Like, oh my god! Dedicated emotion. Every album, even her first album, yeah. which is nothing like her other three, they're uh-huh. all great. Yeah. So yes, it's a yes for all of us. So that's those are our short popcorns for the week. There's gonna be more popcorns soon enough in our main episode, but you know, mga off, parang off right off the bat agenda, we can't not talk about. And wait for the future episodes. Mm-hmm. That's why we have minisodes <laughs> again. <laughs> so for all other minisodes and episodes, of course, you can go listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you stream your podcasts. So go and listen to all our episodes. They're great. And thank you to everyone who's been very supportive. Um, to those listening for the first time, I mean, this is what we do. We talk about everything that's happening that's and true. give our opinions, even though nobody asked for them. <laughs> And yeah, we're here anyway. (laughs) We're here, and um, yeah, I mean, we've been getting a lot of tweets again. I just like to say my thanks to those who have been tweeting us about them listening to popcorn. Let me just look for their names real quick. So, um, ito, Meron si Cha or at Banana Fish on Twitter. She said, um, Sarap makisalis, usapan ng hello, love, goodbye with Natanya Chua. 
So thanks to um, chat. And then Marpa Eba from last week. Um, there is Christian who said, I finally found the podcast for me. Uh, it's about pop culture. So thanks Christian for listening in and recommending us on your Twitter. Keep yeah. on streaming and keep on recommending us, please. We need it. <laughs> and there's one last see bets on uh, Twitter uh, on Instagram naman. She messaged me saying that I've she's been tuning into all our episodes but has been shy lang to like reach out but after I posted about Christian's post she was like oh um she admires the work that we do here and she loves our podcast. So thank you so much to Bets, to Christian, to Chat and to everyone who's just joining the club. Thank you. It's a community we're starting to build for pop culture and of course to all our co-hosts who are doing this again and again. Thank you so much. Yeah. So after I mean after that whole speech, <laughs> we will we will now go to our main topic for this pop dive which is the movie Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. It's not a different Bong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a different Bong that we know and, and do the not test, love. Yeah. <laughs> Ibang bong po yun. At nakalaya na siya sa kulungan. Sadly. <laughs> that's, a, that's an oof. Big oof. A big oh. pass. Sad, big oof. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bong Joon, Joon Ho? Bong, bong Joon Ho. Yeah. Yun. Bong Joon Ho. This is a Korean movie. And Korean cinema is like killing Open, it. Dude. Striving. Yeah. And, okay. So, how do we even begin to talk about this movie? I mean, I guess the very fact that we're here after how many days of watching the movie means that it lingers and it, you know, it just remains in our heads and our thoughts. And that's why I wanted a mini-sode <laughs> for this in the first place. So let's talk about what the movie... So if you haven't watched it, this is going to be kind of spoilery. Yes. So pause, go watch. It's still in some... It's SM Cinema. Yes, some SM Cinema. So go and watch there or wherever you want to watch it. I'm not gonna tell you where, <laughs> but it's really good. Um, what was the story about? I mean, I mean, to I'll try to keep this as non-spoilery as possible. Though with a movie like Parasite, it's really difficult to yeah. avoid spoilers. Discussion of it. Because yeah. I was recommending it to so many people yeah. in the office. Mm-hmm. Even, I uh, know, even. Like celeb- a celebrity yeah. was in the office, and I was like, "Hey, I'm <laughs> I recommend it to everyone I talk to, also, but I try not to explain it either. Just like be open, just go watch so it. Like, and be so open. what's the what's the premise? Yeah, I know. I don't know how to. Ako sabi ko para ang hirap explain kung hindi mo pa anything beyond the halfway point. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. basically, go I mean, ahead then. Basically, it's about a family of four who are all unemployed, all can't get jobs. Mm-hmm. Until one of them is introduced to a rich family who needs an English tutor. Then slowly, through a series of lies, mm-hmm. they can, they, every member of the family is employed by these rich people. But parang, rich, ano, yeah. parang Chernobyl lang mm-hmm. ang mm-hmm. A series of lies. Ah, okay, okay. Go listen to Chernobyl episode pop bite number five. <laughs> <laughs> Plug na naman. Anyway. And then, so the rich, the rich family is unaware that all of these people are related and not actually qualified. Well, they're qualified, but they're not credentialed to do anything they're doing. Until something happens yeah. with the old housekeeper who was hired to make room for the mom. Mm-hmm. So, that turns the movie on its head, <laughs> and you just have to watch that part. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really think for this one, it's hard to explain to people why you should watch it because you can't even, you can't even explain the genre. In my opinion, I think yeah. that was the thing I really enjoyed about it. I, I couldn't pinpoint what type of genre mm-hmm. Bong Joon Ho was going for. I mean, it was tagged as a thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then, at the well, very least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but then, like when you watch. It, You're you're thinking is this a dark comedy? Is this like Make, yeah. just a thriller? Is this like a drama? A There's some sort of heist. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's in the end. Nung Monday we watched. I mean, I watched, and then when I came out of the cinema, apparently Duran was also in that cinema. So we were like, mm-hmm. oh, we're talking about some other movies mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Um, Crawl. So I think Crawl was like, um, Crawl is kind of like a creature feature, but at the same time, yeah. it's also like. Um, An escape room movie at the same time. So he's like, oh yeah, parang tong parasite then yun nga as Alia said, may thriller aspect, comedy, heist. I mean, it's all in one. It's a family drama. It's a drama. Family drama. I mean, Bong Joon Ho at this point is a genre unto himself. Like yes, I agree. Snowpiercer, Okja, his older movies. It's also like the host. I mean, those movies you can even like sort of say they're sci-fi because at yeah. least you have that excuse, but. Parasite feels the same, but mm. it, you can't without say some weird without creature, the weird creature <laughs> or the train conceit, or like yeah. a like a big big I don't know I don't know it's like super big like super big right 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 okay yeah so I mean the director himself is a genre and then that's how you know that he's uh, done some great work when you can't even say what is it it's a Bong Joon Ho film uh-huh. so very unique ng yeah. perspective niya and I think this one talaga. I mean, I mean, a lot of his films or all his films dig into a lot of social, like social, <laughs> social commentary, yeah. and this one digs deeper, literally and yeah. figuratively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, obviously, this is about social inequality mm-hmm. in society. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really see that part of Korea to begin with. I was like, oh, meganong aspect din pala of South Korea or Koreans mm-hmm. in general na parang. They have a poor setting because everything you see in Korean media, or the glitz and glamour yeah. of K-pop and K-drama. Glamorous. I mean, in K-drama, may mga instances naman of like struggles and poor people, right? Yeah. But not as the way that he showed poverty in this film for me. Mm-hmm. For me, like see Bong Joon Ho, because I I watched Snowpiercer and I I was talking with Gia before this. Hi Gia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gio was saying that Snowpiercer was such an ambitious project. Mm-hmm. You're on a train and you and Bong Joon Ho tries and to make. Yeah, you know, right? You're on a train. Just you know, that's already the ambitious part himself. But he wanted to visualize how difficult it was to climb the social, the social ladder, ladder or like getting you know up in society through like diba, trains. Because diba? diba? Up the train to like go better in life, and I and I feel that was super ambitious. And here I feel like Parasite is the resolution of that ambition because instead of making it like the world is in ice and the world is like it's gone, so like we're just in trains and these are the segments of like society. Now he goes to the basic unit of society. He mm-hmm. puts it in a family, mm-hmm. and he distinguishes social equi- equality through two families at the opposite ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. and through the subtleties and the contradictions between their lives, he makes a great visual play on how, you know, equality plays and how things differ talaga and how, you know, 
the minor inconveniences for one could be a detrimental major. to the other. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, wala ang brilliant talaga ng vision niya for it. And the way he wrapped it all together was really it's smart. Amazing. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, and it's talaga. like a roller coaster ride of emotions. And for me, parang mawawaw ka, matatawa ka in one end. And then parang you're gonna get so scared for the family, the main, like the poor family, Mr. Kim and Friends. friends. Yes, Mr. Kim and his family. And you know, Shemper, you also relate to, in a sense, the, ano, the Mr. Park's family. Because mm-hmm. let's not lie about it. We're in privilege. Yeah. Uh, in a privileged point of view also. So, parang you get to see all perspectives. And Shemper, mapapatanong ka rin. So, what can we really do about this? I mean, it's an existential question that everyone's been asking. What can you do about social inequality? Mm-hmm. Especially in the Philippines, it's very evident talaga mm-hmm. na, you know, the rich people... Kasi yung parang may housekeeper ka, may maid ka, may driver ka. It's a very Filipino... I, I guess it's an Asian... It's a very Asian quality to have that kind of stark difference between... So two, in one house, in two classes in one yeah. house. Parang ganun. So... Yeah, parang mapapaisip ka talaga na what can we do about this as people in Mr. Park's position. position what is our role in society and how can we like address the issues? I mean, it's so hard. We're trying our best in our respective fields. And those are the lingering thoughts that I've yeah. had since watching it. Kasi parang you can't help but relate. Na parang yeah. ganito ba ako sa mga kasambahay namin or mga other people in general other yeah. people we ano we see on the streets or in the jeep or in the MRT or whatever you know yeah that's one of the, the one of the stark characterizations in the movie that I I thought was a very smart decision is the if you're watching it on a strictly what's happening sense the rich the Mr. Park's family is are Perfectly okay people. Yeah. But did you do you notice these little beats and then the uh, especially from Mr. Park, you uh, repeatedly in the movie he says, um, I like that he doesn't cross the line, mm-hmm. that there's a line. He acknowledges that there's a line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you see this most in the car, there's a front seat, back seat dynamic. Yeah. So and you see it also in like the end. There's a beat at the end because they're uh, there's a surprise party and they're dressed up as Indians and then they're gonna jump out. Cultural then, appropriation by yun? Dahil mayaman sila? Ganun. Slight. <laughs> May ganong element, di ba? And then they're talking and then Mr. Kim tries to connect with Mr. Park and then Mr. Park responds by saying na, you're getting paid extra for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So parang, there is that element of he doesn't see Mr. Kim as a person. Mm-hmm. And I guess in terms of what people like us who are closer to Mr. Park than Mr. Kim in mm-hmm. experience, let's be honest, it's just to not do that, to not dehumanize mm-hmm. this other human, this other person, to not see this, they not see the person-to-person person dynamic other. as just another or just transactional. Yeah. Because even if it is transactional, I think the people we meet in this life still deserve to be treated, mm-hmm. still should be treated as people, still need to have their personhood acknowledged. And I think at the ultimate part, that is why when the ending happens, you get it. Yeah. If nothing happens to make it make sense on like paper, yeah. but you get it. And if you were in that position, you would have, you might have done the same, even if it's 
insane. Well, yeah. it also, parang ano rin siya eh, nag-develop din kasi yeah. yung anger yeah. or parang descent yeah. ni yeah. <laughs> Mr. King yeah. after the whole they Flood slept thing. they slept yeah, under, they slept on, yeah. under yeah, yeah, the yeah, table that that's what they're saying in a lot of parang oh it yeah. smells like Mr. Kim yeah, yeah. yeah. parang so ganun parang yeah. you know, another interesting I, I, find, I find about the film is that it won diba sa Cannes yeah. yeah. Palm Door yeah diba siya yung nanala for Palm tapos parang I found it interesting that the West found it you know worthy enough because this is all yeah because I, 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 I know but i don't think they understand the gravity of that type of social yeah. inequality and so it, it well it's Kasi interesting yeah. that mm, yeah. those are the choices lately yeah. considering shoplifters yeah, also one and they're very and, similar stories yeah the parang impoverished family uh, trying to get no, by shoplifters so. is decidedly more like hag- hagulgul yes yes then. more like, like touching sa heart <laughs> yeah. you know and this one's like a whole turnaround but yun parang it's interesting that the west i don't know if it's like an acknowledgement or it's like they're in they're fascinated that this happens but it's interesting that recently mas naglilin towards these type of films yung mga but maybe it's also theater. the i mean film um, festivals what's this that the west is now appreciating eastern, eastern culture that's with true. all the Crazy Rich Asians, the Aquafina's movie, what's the the farewell, the farewell, all the uh, Netflix movies. Then with um, Always Be My Maybe. I mean, they're starting to appreciate yes. the Asian struggles and also the Asian yeah. stories, that, the yeah. Asian perspective in general. I think yeah. that's it's getting it's the climb na into like finally equal representation for not just white people but now also Asian people. And sana may Philippine movie in that level na ma-appreciate nila that way. Hopefully we can have a Filipino director known abroad that's not just Lav Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's room for more than one. That's true, that's true. So, yeah, exactly. so yun, I mean, that's, I guess, that's the answer to your question, Ali. I don't know. I'm, it's just my theory that... Makes sense. It makes yeah. Sense. yeah. So, ano pa? I mean, I really love the score in this movie as well. Medyo unrelated mm-hmm. na sa mga deeper meanings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it really helps bring you to the mood or to the tone of what's being shown. Parang from the heisty parts to the funny parts. Yeah. And can we talk about Park Sojun? <laughs> of course we can, Joke. I love him. That cameo was everything. Well, if you think about it, his cameo was super vital. Like I said, he, he was the he one was who, the, who, yeah, the, introduced who started the it. Yeah. He was the still, bridge. Yeah. Still so creepy. Waiting for the girl. Though. I know, I know. They, they, were creepy, they were creepy. They were creepy. As like Pero did you do you think that Park So Jun's character main pangalan yeah, yeah, He was. Do you think he was also in on it? Na ganon din yung ginawa niya within the family. That's why he approached um, his friend. Kasi parang does he know about the struggle of the old housekeeper? Parang and he's so. leaving mm-hmm. or I don't think so. I don't think so. He yeah, he seemed comfortable. Well, he's a rich kid. So. Yeah, he's rich. <laughs> he went to college. Doesn't yeah. know about it. Really, just yeah. wanted he, to help his friend. Yeah, he was, like, he's struggling. Just, yeah, he's just there to teach English. Yeah. air quotes yeah. to the Didn't little girl. Bother. I don't think she bothered to delve as deeply. Mm-hmm. I don't think they didn't. They just went far with it. They didn't really want to find out about. The second half of the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's just everyone's circumstances yeah. just so happened na it's all connected, but they don't know. It's just normal. They just didn't find out. Yeah. Like sadly enough, though, parang 
I saw the marketing here and they were like, starting Park Sojun. Oh my god. <laughs> they were like, I was like, That's not... he appears five minutes yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Less. Probably. Yeah. I, when, I, when I was searching this up, wala namang lumalabas na PSJ doon. Nanggulat lang din ako na may PSJ doon sa poster because of the poster. But anyway, it's not part of the, I mean, it's not a big deal anyway. Because, you know, he also has his other movie right now. But I didn't get to watch that. But I think, maganda rin na pinakita ng movie yung part na, of course, even though may social inequality and difference between the classes, na, there's still room for interaction that goes deeper than the employment na parang you get to know about parang your bosses tell you about the story ng anak mo ganun. parang it, it's not necessarily just black and white diba parang you know it's still there and that I guess that kind of shows how there's really room for equality in this world <laughs> in a sense I mean it's super shallow naman yung part na yun pero of course when you go deeper into the house you see that there's a prisoner, quote unquote, prisoner to the system, yeah. which is the w- husband yeah. of the, the old housekeeper. Spoiler. 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 So, what can we say about that part? I mean, I was shocked. I think we were all surprised, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was the point. Na, talagang representation of the extreme level of the need to survive mm-hmm. in this dog eat dog world. Mm-hmm. So. As uh, ito na talaga spoiler na talaga. So don't stop listening if you if you haven't seen it. So um, this is the point where parang the movie really escalates na talaga. And at this point, you have no idea where it's gonna go. So the pacing is super fast na, and you're just like shocked what's gonna happen na. And parang yun na represent yun talaga yung extreme side of it. Mm-hmm. Na parang even people who you think are in are are in positions that are okay still need to do extreme things to be able to survive. So I think and that there are a lot of other Mr. Kims yeah. and family yeah. out there. Talaga, and it also shows that. And sometimes, pinapakita na, na mas malala pa yung struggle yeah. nila na ibang tao. It's interesting how I mean, there. It's interesting how in 2019 we got two movies that are. Very metaphorical and very and heavily involved underground sellers. It's interesting. Parasite uh, does it better because it's less about the metaphor. It works just as well as story. Oh, we're talking like I'm talking about us. That's the mm-hmm. other movie. Um, oh yeah, I was like, this is like a Korean version of us, <laughs> except it works. I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I don't think us entirely works, but oh sorry, uh, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> I still like Get Out, but you know um. I think what's interesting is that this literal representation of upstairs downstairs, which is mm-hmm. it's a very rich um, thread, especially when you do a when you do film when you see a film that's about both the rich and the poor. This is as old as um, 1939, The Rules of the Game, Gosford Park, 2001. Nice. So it's a very old dynamic. The fact that the rich literally live above the poor. Mm-hmm. And you see this also in the way that the architecture of the houses are arranged. Mm-hmm. You see that the what's most striking about the house of the of Mr. Kim and family is that their toilet is elevated. Yeah. They literally live below their toilet. So compare and contrast. And they live underground. Live underground in a semi-basement. 
and the highest point in their house where they can get Wi-Fi is literally right next to the toilet. Which is funny and yeah. sad at the same time. Yes. And compare and contrast with the house of Sina Mr. Park. Mr. Park, which is just this beautiful, expertly decorated house that owned has, by this old architect. Yes. <laughs> that has so many stairs. Uh-huh. You, the entrance in the itself. entrance is a hill climbing up. You can't enter the house, even to the garage, without climbing upstairs. It it's just it's such a smart way of conveying the disparity through architecture, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. I think is a very underrated part of this movie, yeah. is how it really uses stairs and up and levels of the ground floors to convey what it wants to say about the poor in the poor from the perspective of the rich and how the inequality between both of them both in actual and how they're perceived is so stark and you know it's really it's a really rich text i think Okay. And it deserves more than one watch. I feel like yeah. I, I know to watch me too. It. I mean, if I had the time, I would have watched it again in the cinema, but I don't. It's pretty amazing that a Palm-winning movie went survived more than a week in cinema. So yeah, that's already a testament. But I think the fact that it's also Korean also yeah. helps because yeah, it's such a big thing right the now. The big Korean wave in the Philippines mm-hmm. yeah. is, yeah. you know there <laughs> well, I think in addition to that the visual part of it then like not just with the set designs mm-hmm. and everything but the way they shot it the then the cinematography was Angaling. amazing mm, yeah. as in the ganda nung parang um, yung mga eh, shots it's the technical term like yung mga negative spaces yung mga shots of the house and I don't know why I'm not that familiar if the house they constructed the house or did they find that house because it, it was owned it, by the architect who made it and then he left so yeah I don't it, think would they but then it was I feel like it fits so well into the story so we will have to look yeah uh, we need to I want to know if they actually <laughs> scout, it ano it so perfect for the, the house of us but elevated <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was a story that represented Two people and their home and what it meant to them and yeah. this is a story i mean which goes far beyond the house of us obviously but in a different way then so parang it's just funny na may ganun, may na parang it's kind of us korean version the house of us korean elevated version without katniel but that was still a pretty fun movie yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Throughout the week after I watched it, there would, I, I told this to my sister, like, I just have moments where I'm alone or like, I'm even I'm doing something, when I sit down, I just go, God, that was such a good movie. Yeah. Like, I just go like that for <laughs> no reason. It lingers like, on you. And I think that's a testament yeah. to how good it is. And the fact that, that I was telling so many people after, and they actually watched because I told them to. But the, the impact. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be as recommending it as much if, I didn't believe mm. in how good it was. And I mean, I understand like the past 10 minutes of us discussing it has made, have made it sound mildly pretentious, but That's true. it's really such an entertaining movie, just a story. You don't need to parse the metaphor yeah. to have fun with Parasite. And I think that's Bong Joon-ho's greatest strength as a director. All of his movies are fun. You can watch it fun. as Snowpiercer is fun. Without just being fun. too yeah. deep but into it. They're fun, they're commercial, they're every bit as blockbustery as something Spielberg would make. Mm-hmm. But they're also very, rich. very rich as social commentary. And you know, you can read it as one or the other. It's still a good time. So watch Parasite. Yes. yes. So I guess that's pretty much everything we can say because 
You should just watch it for yourself. Yeah. Have the experience, the yeah. visceral experience of seeing it. Visceral is such a good word. I know. Visceral is the right word. Wow, big Visceral. Wow, she loves it. So, law school. So, anyway, so that's what we can say about Parasite. So good. You should go watch it. It's still in SM Cinemas while you still can. It's a long weekend. So go and find it and watch it. I think all the screenings left are late night, which is perfect. Yes, I am go. good for the perfect. ambience, the mood. <laughs> the mood. Okay, so of course, as with any popcorn episode, uh, we have the pop stop. So our topics and recommendations for anything pop culture this time around, because we didn't have a main episode as well. So anyone wants to start? Um, okay. Um, I don't know what. Uh, well, mine aren't as recent as I hope, because I'm not. I haven't been super in touch, and I'm sure you've already recommended the Dora movie, which is good. Yeah, uh, go listen to Pop yes. Bite Nine. That's about the whole Dora movie. So <laughs> I'll reach a little bit backward in 2019. I don't know if everyone caught it. Uh, there are two really good albums that came out a few months back. Um, Jenny Lewis is on the line, mm-hmm. and Better Oblivion Community Center. That's Phoebe Bridgers and Connor Oberst from the Decemberists. They did a duet album together. It's really great. What's it called? Sorry. Better Oblivion Community Center. Okay. So like, I mean, a bit more on the indie side, but they're both really good albums that I feel deserve more attention than they've gotten. And also, while Parasite is my favorite film of 2019, my second favorite film of 2019 is Booksmart, which is also worth your time. Ooh, I haven't okay. seen that yet. Well, will it ever come to Philippine cinemas? Or should we just like look for it wherever we can? I just uh, look for it wherever you can. It's <laughs> worth. It's worth it. It has... Probably my favorite movie performance. So it was your first before Parasite. Came yes, it was my first before Parasite. Where were you able to watch it? Uh, it came out on Netflix in France, so it took a few hours. Okay. Yeah. So you went to France and watched. Yeah, I went to France and watched. <laughs> For the film, okay. Um, mine would be this is old. It's a recurring thing, but I recently watched um Rock of Ages. So it's showing right now in the Peta Theater. Catch it while you can. It's really good. It's the sixth year. It's sixth the, year in I think it's the seventh. Seventh. Seventh sixth season. No way. Mm. I'm not sure if it's sixth or seventh. I'm not sure, but the impact. Yeah, I, I think it's still really good. It uses a lot of ages songs. It's a social commentary. It hits really well with the comedy. It has great actors. So I think you got you, you guys should catch the run while you can. And Sir Noel Cabangon is yes, in this run. Yes, and Gladys Santiago. Kim Molina is back, ba? Yes, Kim Molina is the lead, and she is amazing. Her is this the first time you watched? Yes, it's the ah, first okay. time. I watched it in 2015, 2014. Yeah. I, okay. I heard they changed it a bit. Okay. I, I mean, through the years, it progresses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, yeah. as with any theater show, naman, I guess they make a lot of changes. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't know what's different between the time I watched and, and the time you watched. But Kim Molina is the first time I watched it. I wish we had like that theater row where we could just have theater plays just... I mean, theater, musicals, and plays just be there for a, a long, long period time. of time. But, yeah. you know, it's not a... Not such a big industry yet yeah. here. So I think PETA is trying to achieve mm-hmm, that. Yeah. And I think they're doing well naman with uh, Rock of Ages that's been going on for like six ye- yeah. seasons. It's right? the most Broadway we could get. Na Filipino. Na Filipino. Yes, I mean, Huling El Bimbo also had yeah. three runs. Yeah. 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 Apo had two runs. Mula Sabuan had two, three. Two runs. 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 Two
when they come back. Yeah. I'm sure they will come back. So I do hope they point. do more runs for these shows because I think locally these are some of the strongest things we produced as like a theater community. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they um, rerun again. And another one I have is People by the 1975. They just recently released it. And because they're releasing their new album notes on a conditional form soon. And Belissa. So go check it out. Yeah, because last year they had a new album. Yeah, for a brief inquiry into mm-hmm. all the relationships. It's a two part album, talaga. So they, ah, yeah, okay. they released one album last year and then one this year. So it was like a whole two year stretch. So that's my recommendation. Okay. So mine is actually a TV show and a song. So for song, it's like a recent K pop release. Uh, it's Red Velvet, Oompa Oompa. So go stream Oompa Oompa by Red Velvet. Yeah, is Red it part of the Zim 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 I'm saving the show. For, I mean, it's Hyman. a classic. It's like been in my shame. room for who knows how long. If I have find the time. So Kasi, yeah. It's on my to watch list. Yeah. But my to watch list is so long. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. It's so weird because uh, it, they play Queen in the song, in the show. But then I, did, I started listening to Queen because of Good Omens, but not because of Bohemian Rhapsody. So far, uh, it tells Bohemian a lot. Bohemian Rhapsody is bad. Exactly. <laughs> That's why. That's why. Good Omens made me listen to Queen, but not Bohemian Rhapsody. So like, oh. It just shows like the impact of the show. So yeah. yeah. Go watch it. Or read the book. Okay, so for me, I have two recommendations for this mini-sode. Una, watch Call Me Tita on I Want TV. It's such a fun series. I mean, I think with the rise, it's a series. It's ten, eight, or ten episodes. Eight, eight episodes. It's like 25 minutes long. And I think it's the rise of the streaming empire of the Philippines. Yeah. Yes. I mean, oh ABS are streaming. If we're talking about Disney owning pretty much everything in the US, ABS-CBN yes. is... Starting here. Starting here. I mean, of course, they have all the good movies and TV shows already in ABS and Star Cinema, but I want... They're really starting to roll out all these good shows. Mm-hmm. Call Me Tita... Natapos ko siya in like two days kasi long weekend last week. It's so funny. It's kind of, my boss was like, it's like Sex in the City, but with Filipinos. Filipinos. I like that. Ako naman parang Big Little Lies. Yung ano ko, point of reference is Big Little Lies, but not it's not dark. Okay. It's light and it's funny. And I mean, I, it's just so good. And ang dami niyang quirks on its own that I think if people do watch it, just just watch it. It's so funny. We talked about the trailer in the last episode. It has Angelica Panganiban, Agot Isidro, Cherry Pipecache, Mylene Dizon, and Joanna Ampil. They're also good. That's a good that, cast. That cast is like, that cast is what hooked me. Like, everything you said, like when you said the cast, I was like, I'm there. Okay, just I'm go there. watch it. Shrimp, shrimp, sa inyo. At panoorin, I'm, I'm gonna have an episode about, mini sode about this too. So, watch. Comedy on I Want TV. Watch. Ano rin, ang babae sa Septic Tank. I only watched episode 1, the third version of Babae sa Septic Tank. Maganda rin siya. So, go I Want. I'm gonna watch out for more of your like shows. It's great. And, of course, di ko pa palampasin to. <laughs> the last and not the least 
is Lover by Taylor Swift. The album just came out yesterday. It's so good. I wasn't expecting it to be as good, to be honest. But I've been it's all I've been listening to the past day or so, and it's just really good. Um, so much bops, so, so much emotion. It's the best of Taylor, talaga for me. I mean, I mean, all the best elements of Taylor put into one album. It's in Lover. I mean, I'm not gonna start talking on and on about this because we're gonna have a full episode about Lover and Taylor Swift next week. So, yun lang. But watch, I mean, watch to like listen to Lover or watch the enhanced album on Spotify. <laughs> watch out and tune in to our Taylor Swift Lover review special and Taylor Swift special this week. You're gonna know why I'm. Like okay. spazzing so much about this. I love you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so that is it for our popcorn today. Um, any bate? Well, any bate? Any plugs? Go follow Denny on Twitter. Yes, follow me on Twitter at Denny not Dini. Spelled as it said. <laughs> I mean, I really only live for online stats. And letterboxed if you're so inclined, but like not everyone has letterboxed. Yeah, Which is but it's true. such it's a good platform. platform. It's the best social media I platform. I agree, I agree. You know. I wish I were better at it then. Um, hi, follow me on Twitter, A L Y H Rojo, and Instagram, A M L Rojo. Yeah. <laughs> follow me in Janine Tendo, both IG and Twitter. And you can also ask me to make works. Yeah, I also, I'm a graphic designer, illustrator. So yes. Alam mo na gagawin mo nimo popcorn stuff. So lastly, of course. Go and follow Popcorn on all our social media accounts. That's at Popcorn with Cholo, Popcorn W Cholo on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, there's so much updates there that we barely get to talk about then sometimes on the show. So it's a whole social media hub on there. Of course, don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and listen to all our episodes if you haven't listened yet on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you stream your podcasts. You can go follow me on my own account as well that's at ccsadiarian if you're curious about me <laughs> hello hello Jen <laughs> so yeah just message us your comments recommendations and what you'd like to see next for our show so that's it for this quote unquote mini-sode umabot tayo ng 50 minutes but mm-hmm. it's a fun go watch Parasite it's a fun ep- I mean it's a fun movie and this is a fun episode so thank you guys for tuning in we'll see you on the next mini-sode which is super super soon goodbye Bye. Bye. Bye.